another edition of We Talk Wrestling, Who You Got edition. My name is Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And before we get started with the show tonight, we want to send out our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the friends and family of Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, who passed away March 14th, 2022 at the age of 63 in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, cause of death was a heart attack caused by a fall that broke his hip and his blood clot from uh, being dislodged. Um, uh, you know, for many people know him as Razor Ramon, uh, in WWE and WCW, you know, inter- four-time Intercontinental Champion, um, you know, someone who will be, you know, truly missed. Um, what are your guys, um, feelings on his passing and, uh, what are some memories that you have of Scott Hall? Uh, I mean, first of all, it's sad and tragic, um, you know, he, he fell last week and broke his hip, had a hip replacement surgery, and there was a blood clot that got lo- uh, loose, and that caused him to have uh, three separate heart attacks, which eventually took his life. Um, I, I think one of my personal memories of Scott Hall that just stands out above all else is the uh, first time that I met him in person. Uh we were doing a show and his son Cody was on that show and uh, you know Scott's hanging out in the locker room and mixing it up with everybody like he'd known us all for years Uh, he he didn't you know act like he was big time or anything like that Uh, you know he was hugging on my wife and and everything like you know they'd been friends forever right Uh, and uh, that seems to be, you know, the the case with Scott. Uh, it, it was as if he he never met a stranger or whatnot. So, you know, I'll I'll always keep that in my memories. Right, Roger. Uh, no, I got to meet him at a wrestling show too. Um, I guess Cody was doing the tours around uh, the region around here. Um, obviously, one of my favorite heels of all time. Um, you know, even though he wasn't Hispanic, he was still the best, one of the best Hispanic heels of all time. Um, no, that dude, like, perfect heel in almost anything and everything he did. Just a great worker in general. Um, obviously had his battles um, and everything like that. And it did, you know, impact his career and whatnot, but still one of the best people around. Uh I mean, it's just sad and tragic. It's very horrible. Um, I know his family's hurting. His friends are hurting. Kevin Nash put out some stuff out earlier today. So did Xbox. Um, just really sad. Everything going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like like you know, like what Chip said. You know, we met him. I met him at a wrestling show um, a couple times. And then there was one time we, we I was we were doing a show in Porterdale, and uh, it was me and Chip. I think it was a, I think it was a eight man tag or something like that. Um, but Scott Hall just showed up, you know, just showed up and hung out at the show. Um, for no, like, I think, well, I think Dylan was there that night. So it's probably, he was probably there with him. Um, but you know, afterwards, you know, we just walked up and I said, Hey to him, you know, I think it was the first time I met him, maybe the second time, but I just walked up to him and me being a dumb, you know, you know, old school WCW mark that I am. I looked at him like, Hey Scott, too sweet me, bro. And then he hit me with the too sweet. And I was like, 
dude, Scott Hall just gave me the, the two sweet. That's pretty sweet, you know. Um, which is it's it not be Markish, and I don't give a shit. It, I did what I did, you know. Um, but yeah, really cool to hang, you know, really cool. You got getting to talk with him and stuff like that. Um, I didn't know him as well as other people who got who were around him more often, honestly. Um, but I'll always remember a lot of the great matches that he had in you know in in, in wrestling when. Again, going back to him, you know, being AWA tag champions with Kurt Henning, um, all the way to his run in WWE as Razor Ramon, Intercontinental Champion, all those times. The amazing ladder match that he had with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 always stands out in my mind. Um, the night that he debuted for WCW, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. You want a war, you got a war. Basically, the creation of the New World Order. Um, you know, one of the what what people arguably consider the greatest faction in the history of professional wrestling. Um, to me, they're second only to the Four Horsemen, but that's for a different discussion for a different time. Um, but yeah, um, to uh, you know, our thoughts and our prayers and our condolences go out to the friends and family of Scott Hall. Rest in peace, Scott. We love you. We miss you, and hopefully, we'll see you on the other side. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's hold on. You, for, you didn't do the line. You didn't do the line. Hold on, but uh, well, before ahead. we do the line, I, I want to tell one more story that I read today, Go uh, and it, it's about Scott, and this just tells you the kind of guy that he is. Um, he was doing a, a loop in uh, like the Midwest, and uh, he came in to do like a seminar. It was like a three day thing, and some of the uh, the trainees were tasked with uh, driving him around, and they were they were doing you know like three or four people to a car and uh, the story that was told was that uh during the whole weekend uh scott paid for every bit of gas and everybody's food uh on that trip that he in for the car that he rode in um and when asked why he did that he said because uh i was always taught you take care of the younger guys because you never know who they're going to be one day. Right. That's a, that's, that's a good lesson to learn. Uh, no, a lot of people need to learn that around here. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, it, this man had been, you know, at that point, he's probably one of the most recognizable wrestlers of all time. You know, uh, did many years in AWA uh, as, you know, Scott Hall, and then came to WC, or WWE, with the the Chico gimmick and you know people still to this day when people see Scott Hall they're like hey that's Razor Ramon hey Chico you know hey yo (laughs) uh and then you know his run in uh WCW and then I mean even you know not to to that degree but he had a a pretty decent run in TNA and then you know he got to finish his career out with the the WWE, uh, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, um, and everything. But you know, like like he said in his Hall of Fame speech, you know, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Absolutely. And, and Scott Hall will live forever. Yes, he will. Absolutely. All right, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump straight into 
our who you got episode of the best wrestlemanias um it, which one you guys want to review we did the we did the we did it uh last week um we're going to uh i guess do an overview of uh who made it through and uh which one of you guys got the bracket you got the bracket chip yeah i got the bracket right, uh do a little review, yeah. So uh, last week, our, our uh, Sweet 16, I guess you would call it, uh, what we picked as, as what we thought were the 16 best WrestleManias so far. Uh, we had WrestleMania 10 versus WrestleMania 30. We had WrestleMania 20 versus WrestleMania 26. WrestleMania 19 versus WrestleMania 18. WrestleMania 14 versus WrestleMania 16, or better known as WrestleMania 2000. Uh, we had WrestleMania 31 versus 21, uh, WrestleMania 7 versus 23, WrestleMania 24 versus 12, and WrestleMania 17 versus 3. Uh, we we chose WrestleMania 10 as a better overall WrestleMania than WrestleMania 30. Uh, we chose WrestleMania 20 as a better overall WrestleMania than 26. Uh, we chose 19 as being better than 18. Uh, and 14 being, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 2000 being better than WrestleMania 14. Uh, we picked WrestleMania 21 as a better WrestleMania than WrestleMania 31. Uh, we had WrestleMania 23 as a better WrestleMania than 7. WrestleMania 24 better than 12, and WrestleMania 17 better than 3. So our bracket for tonight, the Elite 8, we have uh, WrestleMania 10 versus WrestleMania 20. We have WrestleMania 19 versus 16. We have WrestleMania 21 versus 23. And we have WrestleMania 24 versus 17. All right, so where you guys want to start at? <laughs> Just start at the top. Um, so ten versus twenty, then. Yes. Yep. Uh, and it's so apropos, you know. The I I would say the marquee match for WrestleMania ten was the uh, Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match. Right. Uh, still to this day, in my opinion, one of the the best ladder matches ever done right yeah um um the uh i was actually in a in a group chat earlier today and they were actually watching the razor ramon Shawn michaels match from wrestlemania 10 um you know and at the beginning you know the the match starts out like a typical prototypical wrestling match for like the first five minutes and they hook you with the wrestling Oh, but now we're gonna go get the ladder. We're gonna see, you know, see what this because they did it in a point where it wasn't like bam, automatic ladder. Like they actually built up to it. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's what makes that ladder match so great, in my opinion, because Sean and Scott had a wrestling match, and there just so happened to be a ladder there. Right. Not what we see today, where it's. Uh, let's stand here and stare at each other for, you know, 15, 20 seconds, and then see who can get to the ladder the quickest and do 800 moves off of the ladder, uh, before we put each other through 27 other ladders. Right. Right. Uh, 
So, but you know, uh, WrestleMania 10, like we said last week, also had Donnie Wahlberg, Burt Reynolds were on hand. Uh, you had the um, Brett versus Owen match, uh, which is probably the finest showcase of pure wrestling that we had seen to that point and possibly ever. Um, there, there, you know, you could probably find a handful of matches that kind of live up to that Brett versus Owen match, but it's, uh, it, it's hard. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, uh, Bret Hart, uh, and, uh, Yokozuna, the, Falls Count Anywhere match, uh, Randy Savage versus Crush, wasn't that great of a match, but it still was, I mean, for a Falls Count Anywhere match, that was really good. Right. Uh, you know, you got to see Mr. Perfect turn heel, uh, in the Yokozuna versus Lex Luger match, you had Roddy Piper as a special guest referee in the Bret Hart versus Yokozuna match um so yeah I, all in all this is one of my favorite not I wouldn't say that it it ranks as one of my personal favorite Wrestlemanias so okay uh, what do you, what do you guys say, say you about mean? 10 um me uh I mean the opening match we talked about still one of the best opening matches uh, Owen and Brett in general. I mean, my my downfalls with this for me, like I said before, is that the title matches were both special guest referee matches, which means you yeah. know there's going to be something going on. Um, the mid uh, the mid card of it was decent, but not great overall. Uh, but it's still a good WrestleMania in totality. In totality, yes. Um. But then again, you have a like what we said last week. You have a great opening match, a you know a close a great match between Razor and Sean. But I felt like everything in the middle was kind of okay to, eh, you know, it. I mean, nothing that really like aside. There's maybe like three, maybe four matches that stand out on a card of, you know, ten matches, you know. But if we jump over to WrestleMania 20, out of the twelve matches that they had. They had a whole lot more bangers than WrestleMania 10 did. Not as good as... Well, I take that back. Chris Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, that triple threat match was incredible. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle, damn good. Um, Christian Jericho was damn good. Um, I mean, Goldberg, Lesnar, uh, not... I mean... I mean, that match in itself takes... For me, that match in itself takes the the overall quality of WrestleMania from an A to a C. I can't do it that bad for yeah, one match. I yeah, I can't do it that bad either. Um, well, I mean, but then again, you also had, I mean, you had two, I mean, we don't, I don't think we even talked about this. They had two fatal four-way matches for each brand's respective tag team championships, and both of them were under 10 minutes. Fatal, a fatal four-way tag matchup was under 10 minutes. And they were both good. Yeah, they were good. 
I just, I, I just, I wanted more. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, did they really have a chance, an opportunity to shine like they could have? You know what I mean? I get I what you mean. You know. Um, and, and, and you know, and again, Evolution versus Rock and Sock was also really good. Told a good story. Christian Jericho was obviously a good story as well. You know, you saw the rise of John Cena in a sense with him. You know, versus the Big Show. Um. You know, but then again, you also had, I mean, you got Lesnar Goldberg, you got, you know, Tori and Sable versus You Jackie keep saying Lesnar Goldberg, that match was terrible. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I this card only that because it, it's like, I mean, this card only had two glare, bad matches, though. Know? No, there's two bad glares. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying is, I mean, obviously we knew that Tori and Sable in that match was going to suck. But what I'm talking about is, is like the the build up to the Goldberg Lesnar thing, and then for them to waste 13 minutes and 48 seconds because neither one of them were coming back. The fans knew it. The fans didn't give a shit about this match. They booed him out of the building. It As does kind of take away. Like it'll take away much, but it does kind of take away from it. But I think that the show redeems itself with matches like Victoria versus Molly Holly, Eddie versus Angle. Even the return of the Undertaker against Kane, even though that was only a you know a seven minute match, it still told a good story within the story. And of course, the Chris Benoit Triple H Shawn Michaels match, um, you know, can I put that Triple H? Because I don't know, can I put the the main can I put the main event of this of twenty over the main event of of ten? I think I can, but ten had two incredible matches on it. Brett and Owen and uh, Sean and Razor. If I'm looking at 20, Christian and Jericho was great. Eddie and Kurt was great. Benoit, Triple H, and Sean was great. See, this is one of them situations that, like, we're, we're cherry-picking and we're nitpicking. Um, but then again, I feel like that's what you have to do. In, in a situation like this, because they're both good fucking manias. Uh, I tell you what, right, I'm gonna throw my, I'm gonna throw my my, uh, I'm gonna throw my vote out first, if that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna say WrestleMania 20 for me. I mean, Owen and Owen and Brett was great. Sean and Razor was great, but everything else on the card was okay. To him, I can at least think of one, two, at least three matches on this particular WrestleMania 20 that was great, and everything else was either very good to okay. Now, Lesnar and Goldberg sucked. I'm just gonna be honest. Tori Wilson, Sable, Jackie, and Stacy Keebler sucked, but I don't think those two matches weighed down the advance to the point to where I would put 10 over 20s. But I, so I'm going to still go with WrestleMania 20. Yeah, I'm going to go with 20 easily too. 10 doesn't have enough in general to outdo WrestleMania 20. All right. Well, my vote doesn't count. So what was your uh, vote though? 20. Uh, it would have been 10 for me. Uh I think that the the Brett Owen match in itself is worth the price of admission. And then 
you give me Sean and Razor, I to me, and and maybe that's <clears throat> maybe there's recency bias there, uh, maybe there's not, but I I just for me I would rather watch WrestleMania ten from beginning to end uh instead of WrestleMania twenty. Mm, I don't know. Ten ten had two great matches and then a weak mid card. Uh man, I don't know. I I can't say that it's it's a weak mid card. I mean uh a, a Lunder Blaze and Leilani Kai, like that match it was short, but it was really good. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's better than Victoria and Molly Holly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can give you that. Uh, Bam Bam and Luna versus Doink and Dink. That yeah, was I'm a not, good match. That's good, but I'm not putting that over Christian and Jericho. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a huge big Bam Bam fan. I said it last episode. Like, I don't think he's ever had a bad match ever. But that match is, is good, but it's not. The issue is how short all these other matches were, too. There was really yeah. only there was only four matches that were longer than 10 minutes. Um, obviously, Savage and Crush went almost 10 minutes. Uh, that was yeah, a really good match. Yeah, Atom Bomb went 35 seconds. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your WrestleMania squash matches here and there. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, I don't know, but that's that's me personally. Uh, I, I'm outvoted, so twenty goes through. Okay. Uh, right. so moving through the I, I'm, I'm not saying that twenty is a bad card by any means. I'm just saying that I personally would rather sit and watch Owen versus Brett. I would rather watch uh, Razor versus Sean. And the Brett Yoko match over, you know, a, a good bit of WrestleMania 20. Uh, for me, WrestleMania 20, let me look at the card just so I'm not. Just so I'm not. Uh, bullshit myself on this one. Uh, let's see. Seen a big show was man. Uh, the Booker T. Rob Van Dam versus Dudley's versus Caden Jindrak and La Resistance was okay. Christian Jericho was good. Uh, Evolution versus Rock and Sock. That was meh, in my opinion. Uh, it, it was more of a let's you know flaunt the rock out here, you know the rock and Mick Foley out here again to pick up viewership. Uh, Tori and Sable terrible. Uh, the cruiserweight open, I didn't think was good. Goldberg Lesnar terrible. Uh, too cool APA Basham's world greatest tag team was was decent. Victoria Molly Holly, great. Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, 
Uh, I don't think this was their best match, but it was pretty good. Uh, Undertaker Kane. I mean, it was it was. Uh, I won't say it was great. It it was okay. And then Benoit Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like, I'm fast forwarding most of this WrestleMania as well, personally. So. But 20 goes through because I was outvoted. I mean, unless I get two votes since I'm the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think it works that way, Bo. All right, so we Just go saying. from... So 20 is going on to the finals, or I'm sorry, the semifinals. The next one that we got lined up is... 19 versus 16. 19 versus 16. All right. Yep. Uh, WrestleMania 19. Uh, now, see, I thought this was... Uh, better than 20 in my opinion uh, I thought the, the Matt Hardy Ray Mysterio match was really good uh, Trish versus Victoria and Jazz was really good uh, Team Angle versus Benoit, Rhino and Los Guerreros I thought was really good uh, Shawn Michaels versus Jericho Chef's Kiss uh, then you have kind of a lull here. You got Triple H and Booker T. Wasn't a bad match. The outcome killed it for me. Uh, Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. Uh, I mean, we, we know about Hogan. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you had The, the Rock uh, in Steve Austin, their final match ever. That was really good. Uh, and then you had the Brock Lesnar-Kurt Angle match. I mean, I think all in all, this was uh, one hell of a card. Yes, exactly. Love the triple threat tag match. Love Sean Jericho. Uh, again, Triple H, Booker T. <sighs> again, how do you pedigree somebody wait 45 seconds to make the pin and he doesn't kick out that was a bad decision wrong person went over in that match in my opinion uh and it had a good opener between matt hardy and Rey mysterio i thought was really good yeah uh what about you raj uh i mean i like 19 a lot overall um definitely in my top five uh obviously I always think there's really, there's not really a bad match per se, just some that weren't good. Right. Um, I still think the to me, um, I still think probably Michaels and Jericho was the match of the night overall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know the Rock Stone Cold storyline. And it's the end of the era and everything like that. But John and Jericho just wrestled overall better. Oh, of course. It, they also had a longer so, match it, for a reason. Yeah, and what's so crazy is like, I didn't notice it um, until just now. I'm looking at the times. Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio, and that they had a kick-ass open opening match. And that match was only five minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Yeah. It felt longer than what it was. Because they sense? told that story. Man, it felt it just it was such a great match. 
um you know well and, you, you, they had to be five minutes because how else would hogan be on this show without a 20 minute match oh my god right hogan and mcmahon went 20 minutes that was another shock to me like damn you got hogan and vince to go 20 minutes in a street fight because neither one can wrestle exactly yeah i mean this match had or this card had a lot of long matches uh I mean, Sean and Jericho went 22 and a half minutes. But didn't uh, feel like it, though. No. Hunter and uh, Booker T went 19 minutes. Hogan and McMahon went 21. Rock and Austin went 18. And then Lesnar Angle went 21. It's funny that Rock and Stone Cold went 18. Didn't feel like it. Sean and Chris Jericho went 22. Didn't feel like it. But Triple H and Booker T felt like it dragged. Hogan yep. and McMahon definitely dragged. Yep. And Lesnar yeah. and Kurt Angle felt like it was that like it felt like a twenty minute match. Yeah. Yeah. Even the even the triple threat tag match was a really good um a really good tag match and it only went nine minutes. minutes. And it told us a good story minutes, yeah. too. But it did tell mm-hmm. a great story, exactly. And it definitely showed off the young guys with uh team angle. I mean working with Benoit and Los Guerreros, I mean, you won't get shining. Right. <laughs> right? Right, right. Uh, the one match that that went longer than I thought it really should have was the Undertaker Big Show. Well, that, but <laughs> but I mean the Undertaker uh, against Big Show and A Train in that handicap match went ten minutes. But that's yeah. because they had a they had a beat the Undertaker long enough to have Nathan Jones make the comeback or the show up out of nowhere. It probably could have still been like a five minute thing, but could you really? have Undertaker wrestle for four minutes get beat up and then be saved by a guy in a minute yes yeah if, if, uh, if the story's told right yes yeah but you have unsafe A-Train and the big slow in there he drops Benoit on his head one time and he's unsafe yes <laughs> yes <laughs> <coughs> sorry I had to throw that out there I'm sorry I mean but could the same be said uh, against or uh, for uh, Rich Holland he dropped Big oh, E on God. his head one time. And broke his neck. So yeah. Broke his neck. Unsafe. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't the first time he's done it though. He damn he damn near broke Gargano's neck too. Did he? On an episode of NXT. Same move? No, only oh. no, not the overhead. Oh, he did the belly. power slam. I remember that now. Yeah. That power slam, yeah. Yeah. He didn't rotate Gargano all the way through, so Gargano landed on his neck. Yeah, he did. I remember that now, yeah. But then he also had his leg broken by catching somebody on the dive, so. Weird irony. And Ricochet fucking him up on the damn knee to the uh, uh, boot to the face. How was that? His nose. His nose. It was his broken, yeah. yeah, broken nose, yeah. That's uh, wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. <laughs> uh, but then Good we point. look at uh, WrestleMania 16, aka WrestleMania 2000, where you had. One singles match the entire night, and it was absolutely terrible. Uh, so you started off with Bossman and Bull Buchanan against the Godfather and D'Lo Brown. It goes nine minutes. It's it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a decent enough match that you could have. I mean, yeah, Bill Buchanan ain't that good of a worker. No. Uh, then you have the. Uh, Hardcore, Hardcore Battle Royal. I hate that it says Battle Royal because it wasn't a Battle Royal, it was a scramble. 
because they didn't do the over the top. They were literally never really in the ring. That's true. Uh, that goes 15 minutes. And yeah, because it was a 15 minute time limit. Whoever wanted, to. like, it was literally a championship scramble match. Pretty much. Yeah, and it it was. I thought it was what it was. It was entertaining, but I mean, it was what it was. Uh, for you know a, a WWF hardcore championship match. And at the uh, time, this was the year 2000. That's kind of what they were doing, in a sense, was the the, the shock TV steel. Not not on the level of Vince Russo shock TV, but it was still Attitude Era esque, like right there. You know, them and WCW were still, you know. But then again, WCW in 2000 was pretty much going to shit anyway. So, you know, they didn't have to do too much. Um, but they were still in the, like the late stages of the Attitude Era in, in the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, then then we have. Uh, Testin Albert versus Al Snow and Steve Blackman with Chester McCheeserton. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. I don't know. But, uh, I mean... Crap. Chester McCheeserton was... Um... You gonna Google it, ladies and gentlemen? No, I'm actually trying to remember because we talked about it, didn't we? I thought we did, but it's still... Now I do Terrible. have to Google it. Shit. Yeah, who was Chester McCheeserton? I feel like it's like... It's literally a dude in a cheese outfit. What the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> literally just a dude in... in a, hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I forgot. Yep. Yeah, well... <laughs> And then after that, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardys. <laughs> I mean, triangle ladder match for the tag titles. I mean, the precursor to the TLC match that would happen one year later. Um, or did it happen yeah. at SummerSlam before WrestleMania 17? This is TLC. Too. No, this isn't TLC. This is tri- no, this just, is just a triangle, triangle match. Ma- no, this is the first yeah. one. This is the kickoff one. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, this is, no, the, no, no, no. this is just the ladder match. Yeah, but they did. I'm pretty sure they did a TLC match before they did because I think TLC two yeah, was a SummerSlam. Yeah, it was SummerSlam. Okay, that's what I figured. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. <clears throat> then you have Terry Runnels with the fabulous Moolah versus the Cat with May Young in a cat fight. Mm. So uh, next match. We had China yeah. and Too Cool <laughs> uh, defeating the Rascals. No, Radicals. Radicals. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to go right over that match. Right. Yep. Although we have to do have to mention that the women's m- match, the women's thing. The cat yeah. fight? With well, a cat fight with good old the Valbowski as the special guest referee. Yeah. Yeah. The big Valboski. Uh but yeah, then we we need a gimmick like that again. Just offend everybody. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it I, I'm not gonna say I don't think it would work, but I think if anyone tried a gimmick like that again, it would be so watered down it would defeat the purpose. I don't know. We I mean 
I know we ain't supposed to talk about this man anymore, but uh, Velveteen Dream. Yep. He got a gimmick that nobody thought would have been able to work nowadays. Yeah. He made that thing into gold. I remember I went to uh, watch NXT Live in Johnson City, and I actually got the crowd to chant for him over Johnny Gargano when Johnny was the top baby face. (laughs) That man just works magic in the ring. He was really good. He just... He did some bad wrestling things. Yep. Uh, then the next match we have is... Uh, it was a really weird concept, although I did like it. Uh, it. You had Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle for both the Intercontinental and European title, but it was essentially contested under two separate matches. If I'm not uh, mistaken, this was Kurt Angle had been the, the, they crowned him the Euro Continental Champion because he had yeah. both IC and European title. To where it's like I think Benoit was in line to become Intercontinental Champion. Jericho was in line to become European Champion. Kurt Angle said, "Well, I'm not wrestling, you know, two. I'm not wrestling two different opponents on on one night or whatever." And then I can't remember if it was Mick. I can't remember who it was. But somebody made the claim. Okay, you'll wrestle both of them. And you'll just defend both titles in two separate matches, but it's all going to be one continuous match or however they put it. I can't remember. Yeah, it, it was very weird. Uh, I mean, it was a good match uh, considering the three that were in it. Right. Uh, but it was a, a really weird concept, and I kind of liked it. But I also think that that match should have gotten more time. I mean, it only had eight minutes, 13 seconds. Uh, yeah. Whereas the the six person intergender match before it went nine and a half minutes, right? That was, uh, yeah, like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then from there we have Kane and Rikishi with Paul Bearer versus Degeneration X, uh, X Pac and Road Dog. Uh, this match goes four minutes. It was meh. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event is a fatal four-way elimination match for the WWF Championship where each competitor has a McMahon in their corner. You had Triple H with Stephanie McMahon versus The Rock with Vince McMahon versus Mick Foley with Linda McMahon versus The Big Show with Shane McMahon. Uh, yeah. The match didn't have a damn thing to do with the WWE Championship. It was all a McMahon power struggle. That's what it was. Um, like, oh, the McMahon siding with The Rock. Oh, yeah, we know how that's going to turn out. You know, it's almost like... Championship? They... Yep. No, Triple H won it. Triple H won that match. And yeah, but McMahon we... turned on The Rock. Uh... Yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, McMahon with The Rock, that led to corporate title, remember? Yeah, pre- yeah, but yeah I mean, yeah, previously. But this was when The Rock was starting to get on his big, you know... Babyface, you know, no, that he, well, he, yeah, he was coming into his own as a babyface, um, like a true babyface, like as one of the top guys in the company, uh, you know, and I think this was a lot of people thought that I think we talked about this, uh, on the most controversial WrestleMania moments, uh, last year because it was the first time that a heel champion walked into WrestleMania and walked out with the title, yeah. It unfortunately was. 
Yeah. But I don't know. He might have been the right winner for that one, though. Yeah, I think so. Because they gave more chase for The Rock, eventually. (sighs) Excuse me. You know what's crazy is that the match went 38 minutes. The Big Show was only in there for 4 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just a big guy. What do you really do with him in that match? Yeah. Yeah. And Foley lasted until the 1940 mark, and then Rock and Triple H just finished out the rest of, you know, just finished out the rest of the match. Um, Comparing WrestleMania 2000 to WrestleMania 19, where do you guys fit? Where do you guys look at? I think 19 is better. Yeah. Yeah. I would say 19 is better. 19 tells better stories. Yeah. I like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I like the triangle ladder match, which was the precursor to the the TLC match. I like the Benoit Jericho angle. I wish it was longer than eight minutes, 13 seconds. But those are really the only two matches that I enjoy, like thoroughly enjoy in this particular mania. I mean, you go back and you look at 19, there's a plethora of other matches that I enjoy way more than matches that I enjoyed on on 2000. So, yeah, I would definitely say 19 for me. All right. 19 it is. Uh, Next up, we have WrestleMania 21 versus WrestleMania 23. Uh, Now, uh, WrestleMania 21, uh, we have one pre-show match. It's a 30-man interpromotional battle royal where Booker T wins that. Then we have our uh, opening match, which is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, They go 13 minutes, and it is an amazing match. Yep. Yeah, it was very, very very good. good. We we followed that up. Go ahead. Well, and also, a little fun fact, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero were tag team champions with each other. And if, if, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, but I don't think I am, this was the first time that two tag team partners who were the tag team champions wrestled each other at a WrestleMania. That may be true. I'd have to do some research. Uh, um, I can't think of any other moment in time that it's happened. That two tag team members face each other? No, two tag team champions faced each other. Oh, as, at as current champions? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that they might be the only ones because they usually, when they do a tag team match against each other, they break up the team before. Right. Well, this is what they, they, they actually did. They actually did the reverse of that, actually. No, after this, Eddie turned on Mysterio. That's what I'm saying. They did the reverse. They had the match before the turn. Yeah, but this match was the... Pretty much had to be the catalyst for the turn. Yeah, it was the catalyst. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was say. Yeah. Uh, following that match, we have the Money in the Bank ladder match between Edge, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian Kane, and Shelton Benjamin. We could have taken Kane out of this match, and it would have been much better. But it was a really uh, good match. I mean, it was the first one. I still think. Yeah. Still think Kane being in it was all right. It was a big guy to have just be that element. Because, I mean, you couldn't have all smaller guys. You had that one element of the wild card, which he technically was the wild card. Besides right. Tyson Tomko on the outside. But I definitely think this was a showcase for both Edge and Shelton Benjamin. Like, Shelton Benjamin did some things in this match that were just 
you know, you know, the way the ladder was set up, you know, running up the ladder to clothesline Jericho, hit edge with the damn T-bone suplex from the top of the ladder. Um, like, like Shelton really stepped his game up in this one. Like almost as if he had to, you know what I mean? Cause they just broken him away from Charlie Haas. You know, the world's greatest tag team was no longer a thing. They moved him to raw where he beat Triple H that. two weeks in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, so that was definitely a moment where Shelton was kind of getting on a roll at that point. Christian well, you know, was doing people hit- like ahead. him. People like him don't win titles, right? Uh, but from there we have the Undertaker versus Randy Orton. Uh, which I thought was a, a pretty good match. Oh yeah. Now I don't notice a bunch of these matches like end up specifically on the on a minute marker. Yeah, most of them do. All but one. Uh, all, all but the pre-show. That's so that's, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's very weird. Somebody, oh, the, about, what were you talking about? I'm sorry, I missed it. What, what all the all the matches but the pre-show ended exactly on a minute marker. Yeah, thirteen, fifteen, fourteen, four. 27, 1, 11, and 22. Damn. Akibono on Big Show was one minute. <laughs> uh, probably with the opening traditional ritual thing, but that match I don't think was a minute at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. So. Uh, but so uh, after Undertaker Randy Orton, we have the uh, Tristratus Christy Hemi match for the women's title. Uh, <sighs> they did the best they could with Christy Hemi. Yep. Uh, and then we have 2005 uh, PWI match of the year, Kurt yes. Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, uh, sir, that, say it correctly. Perk what? Ankle. Oh, Perk Ankle. Leave that Perk, man alone. He had his demons. Perk Ankle. <laughs> he did have his demons, but he wasn't out there trying to kill a man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, the match uh, was very good. I enjoyed oh, the match. The match was great. It told him an amazing story. Yeah. Perk Ankle uh, is probably one of the best characters ever because he literally went out there to fight people like he was trying to prove that he was going to kill everybody he, he, hell he, he almost did a couple people all his matches were very aggressive and they I mean he's an Olympic athlete he should be doing that to people exactly that's what sh- Chad Gable should be doing to people but no he's over here telling people to shush although yep. he did take a sweet ass RKO the other night on Raw we'll say that I don't watch Raw so uh, are you talking about the moonsault where uh, Randy Orton was standing in the corner and just kind of fell backwards? The same thing he did with the shooting star. He was on the ground and he just did a crunch. No, he wasn't even him. on the ground. He w- Chad Gable went up to uh, cut the moonsault. Orton called him in mid-air RKO. Yeah, but he would... Uh, I mean, it looked good, but there wasn't nothing to it. I mean, uh, Orton was hey, literally I'm not saying it's one of the greatest RKO. I'm just saying that I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but all, all I'm saying is Orton was standing in the corner, and when Chad cut his moonsault, Orton just kind of falls backwards and places his arm like he gave him an RKO. I you thought know, it looked cool. <laughs> it, it it wasn't a curb stomp RKO by any means. No, he didn't launch that man to the moon. <laughs> he did. Good lord. He almost did, yeah. Uh, How high do you think he was? What, 15 feet, maybe? I, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I know that hurt. 
That's all I know. That yeah, had to do suck. It. Yeah. Uh, after the Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels extravaganza, uh, we have the Akibono Big Show sumo match. It was what it was. Was this the first Big Show celebrity match at Mania? Mm, I think so. Although I think it's weird that to do a sumo match when sumo's not back then was not huge in the US. No. And people really don't know who Akibono is. Like, yeah, they mm. did the package and they talked about it, but I mean, unless you watch sumo, you don't know how important that man is. Right. So, Ooh, I think you uh, have, excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say after that we had John Cena versus JBL, the christening of God Cena. Yes. Or Super Cena, sorry. At this moment, it was still Super, Super Cena. Cena. Yeah, Super Cena, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it was an okay match. Uh, I mean, it wasn't anything breathtaking, but... I mean, was, here, it's okay. The thing yeah. is, JBL isn't a great wrestler. He's a good heel personality, but his ring work is not that great. And then John Cena's trying to come into his own... And yeah, John, JBL is the perfect, uh, you know, uh, antagonist to him. But uh, I mean, after this, he he had some way better fuse of better matches. Yeah, I think he did as well. Because this is right before he got switched to Raw, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he ling- he lingered on SmackDown for a little while. Yeah, but like the draft that year was. Wait, was it this same year? No, but the, but the draft that happened that year, Cena went to Raw, Batista came to SmackDown, and he feuded with Batista for the title. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you made it. But but I thought you I thought you were saying that John that JBL went to Raw. No, first. Cena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cena. Yes. Was Raw, yeah. yeah. That was the draft where yeah. Cena got drafted first, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then after that match, we have. Uh, Batista defeating Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so, yeah. Um, funny thing is, Triple H only lost the title to three people, four people, sorry, during his uh, 637 day reign or something like that. The Reign of Terror, as they call it. Yeah, the, the Golden Shovel era. Yep. Say Shawn Michaels, Batista, Goldberg, and who else? Benoit. Benoit. Yeah, there you go. He who shall not be named. No, I won't name him. But um, <laughs> but Triple H beat every single one of them except for Bautista in the rematch. Yep. Yeah, because they fought at Vengeance in the cage match, right? Oh, sorry. No, Benoit. He didn't beat Benoit. Benoit won Backlash. And he never took it back from him. Or that's, that's true. Yep. They protected Benoit on the way out from Triple H. Yep. But, All uh, right. Twenty three. Uh, twenty three. Uh, we have one pre show match. It's a lumberjack match. Uh, Carlito and Ric Flair versus Chavo Guerrero and Gregory Helms. And eh, it was what it was. Uh, yeah, it was them was... trying to give Carlito the rub, pretty much. No, this was like them not having anything for Ric Flair to do and being mad at Carlito for just being lazy. Yep. Was it at what well, was it at this time Carlito was super lazy? Yeah, he wasn't motivated. Yeah. Mm. That's the reason uh, he got paired with Ric Flair. 
Ah. Yep. Uh, then we have uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match where Mr. Kennedy defeated CM Punk, Edge, Finley, Jeff Hardy, King Booker, uh, 2022 WWE Hall of Famer, Queen Charmel, uh, Matt Hardy, and Randy Orton. Uh, if we're going to mention the Hall of Fame, why don't you just mention the two-time Hall of Famer Booker T? Well, because he's not going in this year. She is. He could. Just <laughs> <laughs> make him a three-time Hall of Famer. Yeah. Put King Booker. You got Booker T's already in there. Put King Booker. Sorry. I mean, you can put Booker T in for uh, Nelson. Shucky ducky quack quack. <laughs> All right. Oh, Sorry. shucky ducky quack quack. Shucky ducky now. My, uh, um, did, you, did y'all think it was all right, so did y'all feel like it was appropriate or not appropriate saying the correct word you think it was um, the right decision to make Kennedy the winner of this match yes I do but we already talked about how he got screwed over by politics yeah I, what, what, the most memorable thing a lot of people will say like okay, well, what do you remember the most about this Money in the Bank match oh Jeff Hardy going on top of the ladder and killing, killing Edge, edge. <laughs> like killing Edge off of uh, Mr. Kennedy's Big ass Green Bay plunge from the top of the ladder. Yeah, on on Swoggle. Yeah, like that's the the smallest person and the biggest drop. <laughs> um, you know that shit had to hurt. Oh yeah, you know that isn't shit just, had to hurt. Also, isn't this the one where Randy Orton first started doing the leg pull RKO on because he did it with to do CM Punk? Yes. Did I he do? It? Wait, 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 did he do a leg pull RKO or did he meet him at the top and just hook him and then jump with him? No, I think he pulled him like he was climbing up the ladder. No, and... no, I think I think he's right. I think they were halfway there, and he grabbed him and jumped off from his side. Because I remember uh, he did it to Neville. They had they've had like three or four ladder matches, so it's hard for me to remember which one was which. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, didn't he do the leg pull RKO in this match? Maybe it wasn't to Punk, but it might have been to Matt Hardy, or maybe we have it around. Maybe Matt Hardy was the halfway up, and then CM Punk was the leg pull. I don't know. Uh, just a quick little thing away. I'm looking it up right now. RKO CM Punk off ladder. Uh, All right. While well, y'all are looking that up, uh, after the, the <laughs> money the in the bank, match. Match, <laughs> uh, we had Great Khali versus Kane. Uh, yeah. Did we? I mean, for five and a half minutes, we did. That was just a com- that was just that was just a damn commercial for fucking um, see no evil because that's what he because he brought the prop out and all that shit. Okay, so in this match, CM Punk and him set up ladders next to each other and they fought on it. So they both climbed up to like almost to the top and then did the uh, RKO from double ladders, pretty much. Okay, and CM Punk's foot almost got stuck in the ladder. Holy crap! Oh shit! <laughs> yep. Are you watching the uh, the RKO montage at WrestleMania 23? No, I just looked up okay. literally that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so after the, the the Great Khali versus Kane match, we had Chris Benoit versus MVP for the United States title match. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was a really underrated match. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated match. I thought it was very, very good. Especially for MVP being his first mania. I thought he did very well. I mean, he was in there with Benoit. You had to do very well. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get well, a choice. Yeah. Um, 
after that you had uh undertaker versus batista for the world heavyweight championship um which i again, thought was a very very good match i think that was probably at my personal opinion i think that was batista's best match at that point uh, it may be batista's best match ever but uh Possibly. Ooh, I don't know about ever. That was a great match, though. I'm, I'm not a huge Batista fan. Um, I, I think he's very robotic, but, I mean, that's just me. I mean, he is robotic, but, I mean, he was made to be the big... I mean, you gotta remember, he was trained, and his training gimmick was Leviathan. They didn't give him shit to do. He, and then... He was a vampire. And then when he... Well, he was an undead soldier? A demon. and then when he comes to the main roster he's just the animal that just spine busters clotheslines and spears people and power bombs but i mean when he when he wrestled though with people he had good matches here and there when well when they knew how to wrestle and knew how to uh, integrate his style i guess Uh, so I'm not saying it's a it's a bad match. I literally said I think it's Batista's best match ever, but that's my personal opinion. Um, right. This also after- was sorry. This was also like the start of Undertaker's good heavyweight title like storyline, where he was winning yeah. almost every Mania, but losing like like right after in weird ways. Right. He didn't really have a huge run with any of the big titles. He's never like had a huge run. Never had a long run. He never had a long but, but run, but he, he had, had a lot of title reigns during this time. Yeah, but he never... He didn't have a huge run, but it, it's almost like he didn't really need to have one. That makes he doesn't. Sense. He's the paranormal... That's the thing with, like, with the Bray Wyatt situation. He's the paranormal guy that doesn't need a title, but when he does have the title, it elevates it. it right, it does. And they just apparently don't seem to understand that, and they never got it right, so... I never get it right. <sighs> but then me. we have uh, the ECW Originals versus the, the New Breed, breed. led uh, by the greatest man of all time, the Pope. Yep. Yep. Uh, ECW Originals consisted of RVD, Sabu, Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer. Um, New Breed consisted of Elijah Burke, Kevin Thorne, Marcus Corvon, and one of the most underrated wrestlers. Of Simon this Dean. era, Matt Stryker. Wait, did you say Simon Dean? <laughs> God. Yes. No. The Simon Dean system. <laughs> I don't think Stryker had anything to do with that. No, he didn't. Okay. No. <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, though, man, I mean, godly, man, they could have done so much more with Elijah Burke than what they did. Um,. It wasn't until I think he went to TNA where he, you know, began being himself more as the uh, as the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Um, Kevin Thorne, you know, he was doing his whole vampire gimmick dubstep with Ariel, vampire. the dubstep vampire, exactly. Um, I feel like they they fucked over uh, they fucked over Marcus Corvon, aka Monty Brown. I feel like he could have a lot done but, more than what he. did. But that guy had no you know? promo ability. Uh, no, and all he, he had he, was a pound. But he had promos, but he was cutting good promos in TNA, though. I don't know if you'd call they had, those good promos. Uh, they were good enough for him. But, I mean, they could have paired him with it. Like, yet again, this is a situation where 
The guy looks good, can't talk. Pair him with somebody that can, and just have it be that like duality. Yeah. Right. It's not an issue. We, I mean, some guys are great workers, but not great talkers, and some guys are great talkers, but not great workers. Put them together. Right. Make it work. Uh, I mean, it was an okay match for what it was. I, I thought mean, it was a little too short. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I, I mean, feel like in these multi-man matches, you need you need to go at least ten to give get to give everybody a chance to kind of, you know, you know, get their shit in. You know? But I'm trying to remember in this match. Um, try to think. Didn't Elijah Burke leave? On the, some, there was some kind of weird stipula, like some weird thing that happened. I can't remember off the top of my head. I feel like Elijah Burke either left or the other guys left him. I think the other guys left him. Yeah, I, it's been so long since I've actually watched this one all the way through again. Right. Uh, so after the uh, the eight man tag match, we had the hair versus hair battle of the billionaires. Bobby Lashley with Donald Trump defeated Umanga with Armando Alejandro Estrada. And See, this this proves Mr. that Donald McMahon. Trump didn't hate black people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus, please oh. don't do this tonight. <laughs> I don't want to do this. He likes those people. Them some good people for him. Oh, yeah, they kept his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he remembers that one guy, Jamal, helped him in that wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyrone really helped him out there. But... <laughs> You better call Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god. What the fuck is happening in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh god. god. Alright. Uh, the match the match itself. <laughs> I mean the match like, between those two guys was okay. Yeah, it was right. okay. You know. I mean it's it's what you would expect out of Bobby Lashley and Umaga. I mean, Umaga's right. a great worker. Bobby Lashley, he wasn't polished like he is now. Nowadays, like, if he had this match, he'd probably be a really good barber. But back then, he was he was just like he Batista. Was, he, he very, very still in what he could do. Yeah. But he was also very green, too. And he, you know, you know. It wasn't he also the ECW champion at this point? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Stone Cold was the special guest referee. Oh, yeah, of course we knew, he was. We knew how we knew how this was going to end. <laughs> Steve Austin got to get that WrestleMania check, brother. Two right. years in a row, he he appears at WrestleMania as a special guest referee. And he finna yep. get one this year too. No, he's not a guest referee. He's just a guest. But he's still he, getting that paycheck. He, oh yeah, he's, he's gonna have a fight. He's gonna have a fight. Yeah, he's gonna have a fight. Uh, uh, he's gonna go there, say what, drink some beers, flip them off, stun them, and then walk out. <laughs> And to one him, of the top a, guys. To him, that's top, a fight. Yeah, but one of the top guys in your company doesn't get a WrestleMania match. Then the other top guy that is his partner doesn't even have a match. So, yeah. Way to book your top guys. Wait, yeah, which yeah. top guy are you talking about? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah, he don't have a No. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wasn't... Okay, I might be looking too much into it and 
wasn't the idea to bring Cody Rhodes into or WrestleMania Seth face Seth Rollins? The thing is, creative, creative. As soon as they heard that uh, Cody Rhodes was coming back without him being signed, immediately started just making that be the thing. So they didn't even plan for anything else, just in case it didn't happen, which is the situation we're in right now. Right. Yeah, because because they, for whatever reason. And I don't know why it is, but for whatever reason, creative does not know how to do a fucking plan B. Like, there's no contingency plan if, if shit, you know, goes well, I mean, wrong. I mean, it's kind of hard for them to do a plan A when Vince changes it every 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Or Nick Khan tells Vince to change it every... You know why I ain't getting into that subject right now. Vince, uh, Vince, right. Vince, Vince it, it's budget cuts. We gotta let this guy go. Edge debuted new theme song today? Get the fuck out of here. Y'all stupid. Wait, what now? Apparently Edge has a new theme song. He ain't coming out to Alter Bridge? Nope. But he's, I mean, he's still coming out to Alter Bridge. It's called The Other Side. Oh. Yeah, they well, at least did, they did a new song for him. Uh, but Metal English is the greatest thing, wrestling theme song of all time, so... Hmm. <laughs> That's an episode we gotta do. We'll talk about What's that, that in a minute. Greatest wrestling uh, things. I, that's what I want to do. Is a, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, 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 absolutely. All right. So after the uh, hair versus hair battle of the billionaires match, we had the Molina versus Ashley Massaro uh, WWE Women's Championship Lumber Jill match, and it was a rough one. It went three minutes forty seconds, and it was about. Oh, See, I don't want to shit on Melina because I think Melina's a good worker. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but Ashley Mazzaro was not a good worker. She was good in tag matches. She was the Marty Jannetty of the team. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was a pretty girl. She had kind of a, you know, punk princess kind of goth look to her. So, you know, they, they, they oh, that's what that was what was, you know, happening at that point. You know, so they gravitated toward her. That she won the the, the diva search. Um, Melina, who you know was a trained wrestler and all that sort of stuff, you know, <sighs> this match was horrible, horrible. I'm not, dis- I'm not disagreeing with you, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get a disagreement from me. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking for a disagreement. I'm just saying okay. it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, if there's one hill I'm not prepared to die on, it's this one. Cause <laughs> good, because <laughs> I, I don't even have the the energy to argue with you on that one. <laughs> you don't need not it. even I if I wanted to. Not even if I wanted to. Uh, so so after that atrocious semi main event, mind you, oh, we yeah, have the, the yeah we have the main event of the evening. Uh, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE Championship where John Cena defeated Shawn Michaels via submission. Yep. With the STFU. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, also... And then, and then Shawn faved him after the match. Yeah. Allegedly. But um, this was the time when he started doing the separation of the titles being one at the top of each hour, pretty much. Yes. But unfortunately, did wait. Hold on. Did Shawn Michaels win the Rumble that year? 
No, 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 no. Uh, it was the Undertaker one that year. This was 2007. It came down to Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker. And Undertaker won, right? Yeah. And, and then chose the World Heavyweight Title. Is that right? And, yeah, and it's not the main event. I just realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Royal Rumble 2007. Because Cena, um, but yeah, because uh, Cena's got to be in the main event. He was the cash cow at that point. Yeah, The Undertaker won by last eliminating Shawn Michaels. And uh, the so last sequence between them, because I believe it came down to, it came down to Shawn, Taker, Edge, and Orton, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. And they got rid of Orton and Edge, and then for the next five minutes, it was just, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful work. This was when he went for the super kick, Undertaker ducked down and flipped him over the top, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like legit, I can watch Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker wrestle every day. You well, know, you have I a couple of WrestleManias for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but let's get on to the who we think is the uh, between twenty one and twenty three. Um, I want to put uh, my I want to put my vote in first and say twenty one. Uh, you'll get in an argument with me. I say twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I mean, I, I, I'm gonna go with 21 too. Um, you know, I like, I like the, I like the Money in the Bank match. I like Undertaker and Batista. I like Benoit and MVP. I even like, like, I like the John Cena Shawn Michaels match, but I feel like the, the match that they had in London was better. I, I just think their whole program in general, the whole run of it, everything they did, back and forth, was great. But this was probably the weakest moment of it. Which is kind of weird. If okay, question: If Shawn Michaels wins instead of John Cena, does that change the opinion of the of the uh, of what y'all think about the overall mania? I don't think so. You still had a lot of man. I mean, you had Great Collie and Kane, Melina and Ashley, Carlito Ray Flair versus Chavo and Gregory Helms. That is true. That is true. But then you go to twenty one. <laughs> you had. Mysterio Guerrero, the first Money in the Bank ladder match, Taker, Orton, Angle, Michaels, Cena. Regardless of what you think about the match, I mean, this was the match. This was the, the WrestleMania, which which pole vaulted Cena and Batista as the next two top guys. Well, they were the picked company. already before that. That's what I'm saying, but this, this WrestleMania solidified them. Yeah. Um... No, 21 had only two... Well, they had a celebrity match, which I ate Pat McAfee, so... Uh, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that, that, that's hard for anybody to... to and uh, then um, the Trish and Christy match. They did the best they could with Christy, but... Right. That's only... <clears throat> out of nine, there's only two bad ones, as opposed to 23 that had one, two, three, four... One, two, four, three. yeah. Yeah. Bad. So, I mean, half the card so is we, bad. <laughs> yeah, so, so we all agree 21? Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah, 21. All right. And next up, uh, our, our last matchup of the evening is WrestleMania 24 versus WrestleMania 17. 
I'm not gonna lie. This one, I am like, even though I personally have my opinion on who, what I think the greatest WrestleMania of all time is, this one's, this one's got me shook. Cause I really, like, this one does got me shook. Cause both of them are freaking amazing cards. All right, uh, WrestleMania 24. Uh, let's see, we. I got the card. Okay, I I, I got it too. But oh, you go ahead then. Oh, you're you're fine. <laughs> I just need to get it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, I got it pulled up. Uh, we have one uh pre-show match where uh, Kane won a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the ECW Championship. Uh, he won that by last eliminating Mark Henry. Other competitors in that match were Deuce Domino, Jim Duggan, Stevie Richards, Elijah Burke, The Miz, Shannon Moore, Jimmy Wang Yang, uh, Jesse, Trevor Murdoch, Festus, uh, Brian Kendrick, Lance Cade, Kofi Kingston, Cody Rhodes, Jamie Noble, Chuck Palumbo, Greg Holly, Hardcore Holly, Tommy Dreamer, Snitsky, uh, and Val Venus. So, uh, but I mean, it, it, it was a battle royal. It was what it was. It's uh, a pre-show match for a reason. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, battle royals. E- even when you look at the Royal Rumble, yeah, they have good spots, but it's it's still it's an exaggerated it's a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's an exaggerated <laughs> battle royal where you have typically way too many people in the ring and they don't do shit. Right. Uh, I think that's they're, what the they're, Rumble... they're, they're there to collect the WrestleMania paycheck, pretty much. I think that's why the Royal Rumble is better than Battle Royals because it's a what come in one at a time instead of everybody starting at the same fucking time. Right. And this was six, and this was six years. I mean, they they've done like Battle Royals and stuff to get people, you know. But then when they put oh this to Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, they made it more, you know, prestigious I mean, because of Andre's name and stuff like that. But even then. They did for the you first know. two, and then after that, they just shit the bed. Yeah. Because then it's just, it's just giving it to somebody just for the fuck of giving it to somebody. You know? Right. Well, they, they, they did the stupid thing where they're like, we're going to put on this person and push this person, even if the crowd doesn't give a fuck about them. Henceforth, giving it to Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. And Baron Corbin's a good, he's a great mid-card heel. Great mid-card heel. Shouldn't have fucking won that. Well, I mean, what better way to get the, your new talent over than to put them, than to, you know, give them the rub at that point, you know, which, granted, could it have gone to somebody else? Probably, but... Maricor was still at NXT at this point. Well, at that point, he was already moved up. He, he, he was fixing to move up to the main roster anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, like a month or so later, but I mean, he hadn't won anything in NXT, and when he came up, they didn't do much with him, and still haven't done much with him. No. I mean, they put the, what, I mean, they put what, the U.S. What, title on him. Hold on, did oh, I miss? Ziggler had a damn good triple threat match for it. Did I miss something? What are we talking about here? the <laughs> battle. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we're. Just, uh, I'm sorry. We were about. <laughs> no, I was. I, I, I don't know if I zoned out or my headphones <laughs> cut out or something like. You guys were talking, and then all of a sudden, we're talking about Baron Corbin. I'm like, how the fuck did we go from the ECW Championship to Baron Corbin? Well, <laughs> we were just talking about Battle Royals at WrestleMania and how it became eventually the Andre thing. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and that and that you and know, it still means nothing. And they admit, like we, like I said, they, the first two they try to do something with it. Then after that, they didn't do anything with it. Right. Um, didn't fucking Mojo Rawley win it too? Mojo yes. Rawley won it after Corbin. God, and then it was really... broken. And then it was broken. Matt Hardy, and then it was broken. Matt Hardy was broken. So, well, it was he was woken at that point. Uh, woken Matt broke. Hardy. Then then Braun Strowman won it the year after that. Uh. uh so it was, it so was Cesaro. Yeah. Yeah, it was Cesaro, Big Show, Corbin, Mojo, Matt Hardy, Braun Strowman, Jay Uso. Jay Uso? Yeah. What the fuck? U- Uso won it um last the Friday the, the the Friday before um Mania. Oh Mania. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do it, so they did it in uh, WrestleMania 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. They skipped 36 and did it at WrestleMania 37. And I, they'll probably do it this year. Yeah. Did we have enough people to do it this year? Uh, shit, I'm finna say, yeah. Do they have enough people? They'll hire some people for just that. Or they'll pull producers to go out and fill a spot. Uh, make it the gimmick. Battle Royal again. How about that? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Just have Jim Cornette come out and win it and just shit all over them. Yeah, Bo Dallas has competed in the most... uh, Oh, him and Curtis Axel have competed in the most... Nope. Heath Slater has competed in the most Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals. Well, that eventually has to be broken. I guess Ben Corbin can keep being in it. (laughs) Why do you hate that man so much? I don't hate that man. I mean, I watched him when he was in XT, but like, yeah. they give him something and then like stop. Like they just, like I've said, they gave him the battle the Andre title. They stopped. Didn't do shit with it. He won the money in the bank. He fucking lost it. Weird interference from John Cena against Jinder Mahal. They did the constable thing. He ran his course for about a month and a half. Stopped. No, even but even before that, he he had he had a U.S. title run. Him and Ziggler and Rude had a damn good triple threat match for the title. I don't, don't even remember that at all. You don't you don't remember the U.S. title run? I, I honestly don't either. The run, well, okay, maybe the run wasn't as memorable, but I do remember the triple threat between him, Rude, and Ziggler. I thought was very good because I remember because I remember Corbin Corbin went to hit uh, end of days on uh, Bobby Rude. And as he was coming up to take the bump, Ziggler jumped, caught him with a zigzag. I just thought that was really, really cool spot that they did. I so. literally don't remember any. Like, did, had he held the IC title too? Or no, no, he hadn't held. No. no, he hasn't held the IC title. No, so he really had the one US title. He's got the one US title run. Yeah. Does he have yeah. a tag title? Maybe. No. No, I don't he's, think he has a tag title either. He's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, 2017 Money in the Bank, and United States Championship. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they pigeonhole him to where he only can be the mid card, like the top mid card heel guy, and then they put him in shit gimmick, like the constable thing. It's we have to have the bad authority figure guy, but why was it Randy Baron Corbin? And now he's doing that Mad Cat Moss deal too. What the fuck? Like either y'all have a plan for these guys or don't, and just like he's so, he's not even lost in the shuffle. Like they want to keep using him, but they don't know what to do with him. This that's even worse, I think. Yeah, I I, 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 I might be the only one, but I fucking hate this whole Happy Corbin gimmick. You're I, not I the like, only one. 
Like, you're the one that hates it. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it's, it's just stupid. So, it's just stupid. Like, I mean, no, hold on a second. Are you sure? Okay, now I think I remember he, him having a U.S. title because that's what led to him being sad, Corbin, because he lost the title. Mm-hmm. No, he 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 lost the the sad Corbin thing was um, after he. Oh, he also won King of the Ring. That's what it was. He lost his his he crown. Lost his, he lost his crown to Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, he lost his crown, and then that somehow made him apparently lose his house, go bankrupt, and have a divorce. That was the sad Corbin storyline, and then one day he gets enough money to play the slots in Vegas to become Happy Corbin because he won. Like, what the fuck? Who really? Like, who is the bad writer that deserves to get fired for that? We might uh, never know. The world might never know. <clears throat> yeah, let's get Freddie Prince Jr. back here. Yeah, at least he understands wrestling, or at least he 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 enjoy. He at least he knows how to. But he wants he's to start because because he, he's a wrestling fan. Yeah, he right. wants to start his own wrestling promotion. Do you guys listen to his podcast? Because it's really interesting. I didn't no, know I have not. One. Yeah, uh, Wrestling with Freddie, and he talks about his uh, like everything he's done so far, like all the stuff, and he has guests on there. It's really good. I have to look it up. Yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, he talks about uh, he talked about less recent one. He talked about the Kofi Kingston, uh, Randy Orton ordeal back in the day. Was he a, was he a writer back then? Yeah, he was the head of creative. Oh, okay. Or yeah. the head of a group of creative, I guess, is how he said it. Right. Oh, and okay. he's worked for the company twice. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's a really good writer. Like, yeah. he, he makes stories that make sense. <laughs> exactly. Like, what about he was, good writers down in NXT, though? Like, NXT <clears throat> had some damn... Like, Brian Gawarts uh, was down in NXT They, they all got fired. They all got oh, fired. Yeah. When but Triple H What are you talking about? His... You have the greatest creative mind of all time. And, uh... Yeah, I swear to fucking God, if you say Bruce Pritchard, I swear... <laughs> What what are you gonna do if he says Bruce Pritchard? Not a damn thing. No, how, how how far away are you from him right now? No, I'm an hour and three minutes. <laughs> you gonna see me one day? I was actually gonna say Laurinaitis, but <laughs> oh okay. That's why the women's division right now in NXT is non-existent again. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get back on track. So oh, dude, after the uh, after the Royal. ECW <laughs> Championship Battle Royal. Uh, we had JBL defeating Finley in a Belfast brawl. It was okay match. Oh, it was yeah. okay brawl, I guess. Is it weird that I laughed my ass off when JBL threw the trash can at Hornswoggle? No, that's the funniest fucking no. thing. Like, my bad. My, my any any time that. that Hornswoggle gets made into like a fucking cartoon character is the greatest thing ever. Yes. Just literally just chuck that man as much as you can. Right. Uh, so after that, we have the Money in the Bank ladder match where CM Punk defeated Carlito, Chris Jericho, John Morrison, Mr. Kennedy, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, that was a good one. That was I was going to say, I thought this match. was a damn good uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Really, really good one. That really, like All of you guys at this point were mid-card guys, so there was no like just obvious, obvious guy that could right. have won it. I mean, obviously people thought Jericho because he was you know, he's been at the top multiple times. He just came back too, didn't he? Yeah, sort like, of. Just yeah. came back. Yeah. Like we, like, was, well, uh... Some people thought MVP was going to get it, and then he had that deal with Matt Hardy, and then Matt Hardy came out, hit him with the twist of fate from the top of the ladder. 
You yeah. know, so that kind of nullified him. The one thing I remember the most from this particular Money in the Bank ladder match was Shelton Benjamin going to the top, Kennedy and Carlito pushing him off of the ladder. He takes that flip into another ladder, breaks that ladder, and then the the, camp, the hard cam pans back up to Carlito and Kennedy, and Carlito just got that dumbfounded look on his face like, holy shit, I think he's dead. <laughs> you know, that yeah. whole thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, just kill a man. That's fine. <laughs> right? Just kill a man. You just like, like, oh my God, you killed Shelton, you bastard. But no, um... um I mean, everybody in this match was pretty much. I mean, obviously there was heels and everything, but like everybody was really liked in this match by the crowd in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is kind of the uh, cataclysm to the rise of CM Punk in WWE. Yes. Uh, I mean, yes and no at the same time. It was them testing the waters with the new, with the new ideology. Because I mean, he still had he did this and he had the. Jeff Hardy feud and everything like that, the Straightish Society stuff, and he made everything. Yeah, but that work. wasn't until later. Uh, though. Yeah, this was the first. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this, this was is the first f- one. Yeah, the first one because he won it again the very next year. Yeah, and yeah. that was but the, the but the, but the, the Straightish Society thing wasn't until later though. Was it not this one? No, no, uh-huh. no. This was the one where CM Punk, um, he had Money in the Bank, but they still kept him on ECW, and then. Uh, Edge beat Batista, um, had the title. Batista came out, beat Shad of Edge, and then CM Punk cashed in on Edge to become the World Heavyweight Champion, and the crowd yeah. went fucking nuts for it. Yeah, it I mean, was, I remember that. I remember that it was one I'm of the. About. I think it was the first time that a babyface uh, won and cashed in. I think yes, because yeah, because Edge cashed in as a heel twice. Uh, Rob Van Dam was a baby face, but he didn't cash in. He picked his yeah, date. He picked, he picked date. when that stand. Uh, Kennedy, like we said, like Kennedy won it, but Edge, you know, won the match against him, you know. And then this was when Punk cashed in, which was a good cathartic moment for his fans, but also the fact that Edge, that dirty bastard, got you know, you know, got what was coming to him after screwing you know Batista out of his match or whatever, which that led to. Oh, I thought you were going to say after yeah. screwing Lita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you guys are perverts. <laughs> what do you mean, you no. guys? <laughs> How am I a pervert? He literally screwed I'm, her. Well, you know, Matt freaking Hardy. Uh, Never mind. So, I was trying to uh, Paul Heyman. It didn't work. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, after that match, we have the interpromotional singles match with Batista versus Umaga. Uh, I mean it, it again it it's what you would expect out of two big beefy guys it was okay oh what, now, what, I, remember, good. now I remember good. I don't I've, I've realized why I don't remember that first CM Punk title run because that's why the not? one where that's the one where he got punted by Orton after being yes. somehow and he yes. lost, and he, he couldn't compete in the scramble match. It was a night to Jericho. And the whole yeah. thing was, well, they went to Punk and said, hey, listen, Jericho and Sean, their, 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 their program needs the title. Which really, their program didn't need the title. But, you know, if it wasn't for that moment, then we wouldn't have had that kick-ass ladder match between Jericho and Sean. So, you know. Yeah, but his title run was only 69 days. That's why I literally don't remember it at all, because it was, it was not a title run. He had a mm-hmm. match against Bautista and JBL, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, then after the Batista Umaga match, we have the 11 second 
burying of Chavo, Chavo Guerrero. After Kane was in a battle royal, he mm-hmm. literally gets to squash somebody. Yep. Um, enough of that. Next, yeah. we have the <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair uh, career-threatening match is what they called it. Uh, it. It's where you get the, the infamous... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I love I you. Love you. Yep. Um, now go to TNA and wrestle and ruin your career for a while. Yes, <sighs> forever. I don't know Until about the dark side of the ring. Does it? I mean, but the thing is, like we talked about before, like who did it in the Ike? I knew that. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. understand this. Like, Ric Flair has been talking for years about, about Space Mountain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. women literally stood in line to take a ride on Space Mountain. Like Jay Lethal said, it's a lot easier to get on than it is to get off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can, I can give you 60 minutes in the ring and in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the, still the greatest promo in TNA history. <laughs> oh, God. That was uh, back and forth between uh, Lethal and Flair. Use Lethal right. I mean, it, the thing is, Lethal was used right once he did the machismo gimmick, but then they found out he could do Ric Flair, too. They're like, oh, shit. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, when they were not? doing that stupid fortune group. Yep. And Nigel McGuinness was Desmond Wolf. God, that was terrible. <laughs> that was a bad couple of years. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. All right, so after we have the, the uh, match, yeah. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, which I thought was a really good match. I mean, Flair really, I, I, I think, shined uh, for for uh, a guy of his age at that time. Seventy-five. I mean, I don't even know how the fuck old Ric Flair is now. I don't either. He's 73. He's 73. <laughs> <laughs> so you were close, Roger. And this was, well, I mean, this was 14 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was, was, he was 59. Yeah. Uh, and, and to do what he was doing in the ring at 59. Dying. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he, he always said that he's going to die one of two ways, either in the ring or or on top of a woman. A <laughs> woman on top of him, a space mountain. Yeah, riding no space mountain. Get on and get on. <laughs> uh, so after this match, we have uh, Beth Phoenix promo. and Melina <laughs> versus Ashley Mazzaro and Maria Kanellis. Uh, and this was the in, Playboy Girls versus the wrestlers. Yeah, it was the Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match. Which had, I would have much, I would have much rather watched Beth Phoenix and Molina have an actual singles match against each other. They had a great program when uh, yeah. Beth Phoenix had that title run. Uh, like imagine, on. like imagine if WWE took women's wrestling just as seriously back then as they do today. Uh, uh, we talking, don't really house. They don't take it serious much anymore either. No. Like you it's have, it's really fallen four, off recently. Yeah, hard. Like okay, I said, then let me rephrase. The highlight of the women's revolution, whatever. Back then. And yeah, and you could tell that they stopped caring about women's wrestling because they never did another women's pay per view again, which is stupid. No, right? They didn't. Right. 
Wasn't there also talks of the women getting their own show as well? Yeah, well, Saudi you Arabia. See, you see where that happened? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, so after the uh, one play, that, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I just after the Playboy money, but but I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> the after Playboy the lumberjill match, yes, Playboy money, <laughs> yes, the Playboy bunny mania lumberjill match. What the fucking a five minute match? Jeez, get it off the show. It's legit bathroom break again. Yeah, Snoop Dogg making that with Maria Kanellis. I'm sure that makes Mike Bennett feel real good. That wasn't his woman at the time. She they were together uh, at the time. I know. She was sleeping with CM Punk at this point. Or yeah. was it John Cena? No, it was, it no, was CM, CM Punk, Punk at this point. Was it Punk at the time? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cena was before. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to air, we gonna air this girl out like that, but I mean... I mean, she nah, aired No, I met her at a Ring of Honor show. She's actually pretty chill. Yeah, I know she's chill, but I mean... We're just gonna, we just going to put her backstage stuff like that out here. <laughs> I mean, hey, she this put is all backstage. public information. It wasn't... <laughs> It ain't like we. It ain't like we bringing out information that ain't been publicized. I mean, yeah, everyone knows these stories. Yeah. But uh, the next match was what title? The WWE Championship. WWE title. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Orton Cena Triple H Triple Threat, where Triple H was blown up because he's so out of shape. Mm-hmm. And everyone off- thought that John Cena came out to the band. Yeah. They did a horrible rendition of his theme music. Well, I just remember Triple H being just off the gas and being bloated as shit. Didn't he just come back from injury right before this mania as well? His, quad, oh. his second quad injury? Because uh, um. didn't he win the Rumble that year? Am I... Am I or am I? No, no, Cena. No, 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 no. This Cena was 2008. Won. Cena won. This one, Cena came in at number 30 in Madison Square Garden. But I'm trying to think. Did Triple H come before? To come back from injury or not? Um, Hold on a second. Let me. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Mm. Background, background. Cena. Cena ran, returned from injury. Yeah, okay, it was Cena that was returning for me. Yeah, and he eliminated Triple H last. Yeah. Uh, Cena challenged Warren on No Way Out. Warren got himself disqualified. Uh, Triple H became a top contender by defeating five of their... Oh, yeah, he... so Triple H got the number one contendership in the Elimination Chamber because they, quote-unquote, okay. kayfabe and John Cena Warren was going to be the Royal Rumble winner instead of WrestleMania, and then just... Randy Orton got disqualified. Cena still had a right to his title match, so that's how they yeah. justified it. Came okay. Out. Well, after this match, we had the the Money Mayweather versus Big Show, where, the celebrity fight. Yep, where Money Mayweather knocked the Big Show out. Did we even discuss cool, cool. if we even liked that match or not? What, what the Randy Orton, 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 Cena, Orton Cena? It was alright. It was alright. Uh, I mean, it could have been it, better. It could have been better. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, Triple H was out of shape at this point. He hadn't had all the juice back. Like I wasn't expecting Orton to win. I thought they were gonna put it back on Cena again. To be honest, that's with you. that's why it worked so well. Yeah. But, like, um, like, like back to back to Money Mayweather and Big Show. Yeah. I mean, well, it, I mean the, it was it was a good build up for the fight yeah. or for the match. Yeah. And I mean, 
Big Show told Floyd to break his nose. He did. And he's like, you know, I regret that. So yeah. <laughs> he, he, no, he but the match him. the match itself was very very good. I thought it was, it was okay. for yeah. I mean, it told the story. It was a no DQ match, obviously, because there was no way Floyd would have been able to beat Big Show in a legit match. Oh God, no, no matter how much he trained. Um, but it gave uh, Floyd's quote unquote bodyguards uh, ability to come in and then use a chair and everything like that. Um, 11 minute match which really told a story I didn't even think it was 11 minutes long I thought it was shorter than that no it, it felt like, shorter than that yeah so. um big show doing big show things being the company man yep yeah uh then after that we have the main event of the Undertaker defeating Edge uh by submission for the World Heavyweight Championship and this was billed as streak versus streak uh cause at this point uh, Edge had been undefeated at WrestleMania yep. as well. I know. Yep. And right. The Undertaker obviously was undefeated. Uh, Edge's streak was broken. Taker's was not at this point. Uh, yeah. So. But it was also for the World Heavyweight Championship, too. I think right. the, but, you know, like it was streak versus streak. Um, but, but 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 with that extra caveat of the World Heavyweight Championship being involved, kind of put a little extra into it. And Edge's entrance was amazing for this. Both entrances were, but yeah, Edge's because Edge had that special pyro for that that WrestleMania pyro, um, which was you know, didn't they all awesome. have WrestleMania pyro? No, but the Edge's was different. I mean, it looked like <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? Like, but you know what I'm saying? I Edges know. That, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember, like, Undertaker won this, but then this is where he got screwed because um, Vicky Guerrero stripped him of the title because he used uh, Hell's Gate. Right. Like I'm saying, this was the era where Undertaker was having great... He had a great title sequence. He didn't have a run, technically. He had he won great title matches and then got screwed out somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It says Vicky Guerrero stripped Undertaker of the World Heavyweight Championship because... Of his continued use of his illegal chokehold, claiming that she did not protect the, that she did it to protect the other wrestlers. Despite this, Undertaker and Edge would feud with each other until their match inside Hell in a Cell in, 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 in at SummerSlam 20, uh, 2008, which was the last match in the Ruthless Aggression. Really, they consider that the last match of the Ruthless Aggression era? I don't think so. 2008 was the last year of the Ruthless Aggression era. Because that's when they went to PG after that, right? They, which is, they sort of did, but they didn't. Because remember, the, in 2000, 2009, 2010, they built Miz and R-Truth as a big heel. R-Truth was doing smoking cigarettes, making imaginary friends, jump people, succeeding. Hey, Jimmy. From, he succeeded from the WWE, stuff like that. And him and Miz and R-Truth were jumping people from behind, assaulting people. So it was like... It was PG, and then, like, yeah, they watered down a lot, of the, and they got goofy on stuff, but then they still had some super weird moments. Exactly. Right. All right. Uh, so, we'll move on to WrestleMania 17. Uh, we had the pre-show match of X-Factor, which is just incredible, and X-Pac defeating uh, <laughs> Brian Christopher. What's funny about that? <laughs> X-Factor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that intro is garbage. Oh, that Uncle Cracker song that they did. Yeah, it's so fucking bad. I got anything I ever wanted. Was, was but, it Uncle Cracker? I thought 
the no that was that was uncle cracker yeah it oh. was uncle cracker it was a random ass uh, uncle cracker song i thought that they had <laughs> yo you dealing with the x factor see i thought that was uh the same people who did the dx theme was it no. not no no it was no. uncle cracker yeah I gotta look this shit up now. <laughs> X Factor intro. Ah, fuck. X Factor wrestling thing. Because X Factor is a fucking show, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Cracker. Wow. No fucking way. <laughs> I gotta listen to this now. It's garbage. <laughs> it's. It's it, it's pretty garbage, bro. That's why I laugh because it's so bad, yeah, and it was so, such a random team. But that's the thing; like they took because they did the whole thing where it's like, I got everything I ever wanted, and I'm never get that back. But then the song goes, "I know you hate that fact," but instead of fact, they just dubbed over the words X Factor. So it's like, "I know you hate X Factor." Like, what the fuck? Who, who this? Whoever learned how to mix audio for WWE at that point sucked because it was clearly just a horrible, horrible uh, transition. Um, but yeah, Uncle Cracker sung that. God is so bad. It's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. Uh, horrible. Oh my god. All right. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Roger! You don't fuck the show up. I, I, I didn't. I gotta sleep. He, he didn't have away. to. He didn't have to. He didn't have to listen to that song. You made him. I didn't know. I just said it was a garbage theme song. You brought up the fact that it was Uncle Cracker. Hey. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Don't turn this around on me, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into the other matches. Uh, so the opening match of WrestleMania 17 was Chris Jericho versus William Regal for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I thought this was a good match. Oh, was a good match. match, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Was it? The, was it? The, and the whole thing. This was the 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 the, um, the build up was William Regal was the was the corrupt commissioner and Chris Jericho pissed in his teacup. <laughs> he teabagged um, his tea. Yeah, he, he teabagged he, his tea. Yeah, Chris Jericho was fucking with him. Um, but this was also the time wasn't this one Chris Jericho critting on Chris Benoit there was something where we're all getting punished wasn't it Uh, I think so yeah it's just yeah Uh, so after that we have Taz and the Taz and the APA uh, versus Right to Censor with Bull Buchanan, The Good Father, and Val Venus. The uh, big censor Boski. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, with the worst, was it was even worse theme music than the X Factor? Uh, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> I can. That was horrible. <laughs> and the X Factor so like, so yeah. Listen to that for 15 minutes and see if you don't want to bang your head through a wall I, mean, no. I hear the x-factor one time I want to bang my head through the wall <laughs> right oh <laughs> uh, but the match uh, a six man tag only lasted less than four minutes though it was no. a squash to punish because I mean remember Righteous Censor was made to make fun of the 
what the FCC? The FCC, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I would mean, you want that match APA, to be? I mean... <laughs> would you want that match to be any more than four minutes? Uh, I mean, you could have done some stuff with. He could have done something, you know. Yeah. Have, get a little heat on Taz. Let let you know. Get a little heat on Taz. Let JBL or fucking Farouk come in as clean up, and that's what they know. did. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, but <laughs> they did in four minutes. <laughs> did in four minutes. I bet they were told, "Hey, go out there, and give us, give us a good seven minutes." They're like, "Nah." <laughs> nah, nah, bro. We do. We cut this motherfucker short. <laughs> yeah. We cut it short. Why'd y'all cut it so short? Hey, I'm giving you more time for the main event, so you can fuck the whole crowd over with that stupid ass hilt. You know, we'll get to it. Um, so the next one was probably my favorite match of the show: Kane versus Raven and the Big Show. In yes, the, I uh, love that match. Hardcore. When Raven almost destroyed yes. the whole show. Yeah, it was also funny because they hit uh, Raven in the leg with the. Uh, with the golf cart, almost blew his knee out, and then he threw him through real glass. Yeah. yeah. While we didn't choke by a fire hose. I mean, was by a water hose. <laughs> that shit was just so funny, though. It was the this most was random thing. This was peak Attitude Era, though, wasn't it? Like, no, uh, this was the end of the Attitude Era. Close. I mean, two, yeah, because two, 2001, it was right after the purchase of WCW, so they were still kind of in that Attitude Era, at least in the tail end of it. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely near the end. Because, I mean, the uh, Ruthless Aggression sort of started, like, the second half of 2002, so... Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, from there, we have Eddie Guerrero defeating Test for Oof. the European Championship. It was an okay match, but Perry said didn't need to be there. No, yeah, Perry, Eddie, yeah, Eddie did the best he could with Test. And, I mean, Test isn't terrible, or wasn't Test, terrible. No, but I think he, I think at this point, wasn't, like, his both his knees, like, pretty much, like... Yeah, ice at this point. They were one, of them, one of them definitely was. The other yeah. one, I'm not sure of. If they would have let that see, man rest thing, a little people, bit. But, people, but that's the thing. People automatically think, oh, because Tess is a big guy. Like, Tess wasn't a good work. Go back and look at No Mercy 2001 with him and Kane. Like, that was a damn good Hoss fight between the two of them. I really like Tess. I've always yeah. liked yeah. Tess. But um, especially when he returned to uh, ECW when he had that new look. Oh, yeah. When he was with like short super hair, jacked. Trunks, jacked. Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. he's uh, gone to us far too soon. No, I mean, even when he was part of Team Canada, I mean, he did good work. Yeah. Yeah, he did good work at Team Canada. Damn, he was only 33 when he died. Damn, That's what I was saying. Yeah. gone way too soon. <laughs> he started super young. He started like 24 in WWE, 25? Something uh, like that, yeah. He started training I mean, in he 97. started in 97, yeah. died in 09, so yeah. Yeah. Man, oxycodone overdose. Mm. I mean... Painkillers and uh, whatever you can get, man. Yeah, because didn't they find him? He'd he'd chopped him up, right? Uh, He had done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was drinking too, so I mean, it's not like he was... I mean, his body was always hurt. He just got used to it, so I mean... But let's move on to uh, the next match, which is an amazing match. Underrated match. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Yeah, that was 14 minute oh. clinic, dude. I mean, all their matches, like even their cage match was amazing. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, and this was Angle trying to kill himself. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it, neither one of these, see, that's the thing, neither one of these guys were at their peak yet. And it was, and it was such an amazing, and for Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle had only been with the company for how long a, at this point? A year and a half, maybe? A year and a half. And yeah. he picked up, and he picked up, he picked it up so much. I don't think there's been. Down. I don't think there's been anybody 
to ever pick up the the sport of professional wrestling as quickly as Kurt Angle and Absolutely. excel yeah. to the heights that he did. I mean, yeah. he took to it like a fish to water, and it wasn't even like if, if you're talking like a like a like a like a, like a like an athlete that went straight to like pro wrestling and stuff. Like, there's not a better athlete to do it than Kurt Angle. Like, not by a long shot. Which is like. What hurts me so much about Chad Gable is that they t- raved about how he picked it up so easily, like Kurt Angle. Yep. And then they don't. They he has a great run in XT, fucking great. And of course, as soon as he gets to the main roster, fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think them splitting American Alpha up kind of. No. I mean, they really you have know. a choice because somebody's neck gave away. But that was bef- but but the split happened before the neck gave away. Yeah, but I don't I I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a few more years of American Alpha, though, honestly. Mm, not really. They were still together, and then they did the whole critical something, which we thought was going to be Chad Gable, and then we it found out it was Jason Jordan. That's when the split up. You, you think they did? You, th- you think they did the whole Jason Jordan thing because they everyone just assumed it was going to be Gable and they wanted to pull the swerve? It would have. Yes, that's what they did it, but I, that's Vince being like, you know what? I don't want people to figure it out. Switch it on. Like, no, fuck you, Vince. You, the one time you were doing something that people was predictable, that people wanted, and you don't do it. Exactly. Man, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, here lately, like, you could tell he's gone, he's gone senile so hard. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to the next squash match of the night. China beating Ivory. <laughs> yeah. That's because the right to censor just got squashed. Right to censor lost that whole night. Yeah, it sure did. Um, then on to the next fight. (laughs) Another another Vince McMahon street fight. Yay! Mm -hmm. With (laughs) with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. But this was uh, the one where uh, Vince was comatose and Linda. I don't know how he convinced Linda to fucking do this at all. He was drugging her and keeping her sort of comatose, but dragging her around everywhere and making out with Trish Stratus in front of like man, like and somehow Stephanie was okay with this. How, somehow Shane. Linda was okay with this. <laughs> you talking about from the story? Okay, you talking about that from a real life perspective? Okay, yeah. That's his real life wife. Yeah, and she well, could be shit. like, yeah, you could make out with a woman thirty five years younger than me. Sure, mm. right in front of me. Why not? What's television? <laughs> as long as you bring in the money, as long as you bring in the money home. All right. All right. So after this, we have the the first. So what we're talking about? We not no. going to talk about that killer coast to coast Shane hit on McMahon? No, no. For real, he all does right. the coast to coast in all his matches. Yeah, but that one just looked vicious as fuck though. Because they, they all look vicious. They all look vicious. This one looks especially vicious. No, they all look vicious because Shane damn near kills himself every time he fucking does it. <laughs> yeah. Remember the when RVD started doing it and he made it look so much better? Yeah. Yeah. Who did it first? Was RVD doing it first or was Shane yeah, doing it? Yeah, RVD R- was doing it RVD in ECW. Was doing it. Okay. I couldn't remember because... Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I'd, I have to go back and look it up, the first time RV did coast to coast, he went diagonal corner to corner, not 
sideways corner to corner. Was it against Sabu? I think so. Probably. I think I know which one you're talking about then. Yeah. Because that's the one where he throws the chair as hard as shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, after the, the Shane McMahon, Mr. McMahon uh, street fight, we have the second TLC. Yep, TLC 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, TLC 2. Edge and Christian Dudley's and the Hardy Boys. Uh, I Okay. Um, uh, but it's weird that they don't mention that the third member for each one of these people that were involved in this was uh, Edge Christian and Rhino Dudley's and Spike Sp- and then Bubba Runt <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh, Lita for the Hardys yeah and then Lita got uh, 3D through a table after drilling the shit out of Spike's head with a chair Yes. Um, this was a really good match. Yes. This was also one where the third member actually helps the person climb the ladder and win. Yes. Right. You know, I think I think one of the main things that people remember the most from this particular match was Edge spearing Jeff Hardy while Jeff Hardy was hanging from the cable holding up the titles. Yep. Um, then him doing the swanton off the base ladder onto the two tables but missing one table. Yep, and then uh, somebody put Bubba and Matt going through four tables that were set up on the outside. I think Christian's the one that pushed. Uh, Wasn't uh, because they were trying no, to outdo. One. They were trying to outdo the first uh, TLC match. Yeah, well, I mean, they succeeded definitely. And then uh, also, yeah, this one was definitely better than the first one. But this one, Devon also took the twist of fate from the top and had like the little seizure cell. Yes. Love, um, uh, no, oh, yeah, love that I cell. Lo- love Devon's seizure cell, <laughs> right? But uh, I mean, overall, great match still. Uh, the next yeah. one was the uh, Undertaker. Oh no. yeah, the, the gimmick battle royal where Shiki Baby was like seventy years old. You know, he was like he was like sixty two, I think, at this point. Yeah, so there was 70, no way. He, yeah, because yeah, he's seventy nine now. Yeah, so there was no way he was going over the top rope in that one. He's by far the oldest guy in that match. Um, But he beat the Gobbledygooker, Hillbilly Jim, Jim Cornette, Brother Love. uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Yeah, and was was the good Godwins in it? Yes. No. Were they in it? I'm looking now. I don't see them. I I couldn't remember. I thought they were. I see... I see the Bushwhackers, Duke Bushwhackers. Rossi, Doink the Clown. Nikolai it was Volkoff, the original Doink too. Yeah, Matt Bloom. Yep. Uh, um, Nikolai Volkoff, Tugboat, The Goon, Earthquake, Gobbledygooker, um, Brother Love, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, One Man but Game, Kamala. But he wasn't P.S. No, he was just he was that regular Michael Hayes. Which yep. was weird. Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Kim Chi, Jim Cornette. Repo Man, Hillbilly Jim, Sergeant Slaughter. Repo Man's the other one I was thinking of then. And okay. yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. It's just Barry Darso's other gimmick. But yeah. my thing is, why was the fi- why was the final two not if you're gonna have uh Iron Sheik go over, why was it not Sergeant Slaughter? Cause they were afraid Slaughter was gonna become a uh Iraqi sympathizer again. And also like like the average age for people in this match was like seventy four. So I mean, that's why they called it a gimmick battle royal. Yeah, 
Um, but Let's no, not next... bring that back, though. <laughs> no, we need to bring it back. No, we don't. Yes, we really no, don't. No, we do. No, we do. Bring back what? Val Venus. Uh, Blue Meanie. So what? Bring back all the the racy gimmicks from uh, Blue Meanie was the... not racy. Val Venus was, yeah, but he was a gimmick. So bring back all the gimmicks from '99 to 2000. Yeah, pretty much. Bring the Boogeyman back. I Kevin mean, Thorne could get this his. was 2000. This was what 2001, and we brought back gimmicks from the 80s and early 90s. So yeah. So I guess in the year 2022, I guess it would make sense then. Yeah, but you think about it, like uh, Val Venus, Blue Meanie, uh, Kenzo Suzuki, <laughs> Muhammad Hassan. Let's just go full in. Let's just go ahead and do it all. Oh man, yeah, well, yeah. Fuck it, why not? Let's, yeah, yeah. While you're at uh, it, bring get 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 Sin Bodhi to bring back Kazarni. Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Kazarni, man. Yeah, people will be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyway, after yeah. the gimmick battle royal, we had uh, Undertaker, uh, Triple H, in their uh, non-existent first match that they try to claim didn't happen. Yep. Do they really not claim this match? Yeah, remember when they had uh, when the Undertaker the end of an era? Yeah. Oh yeah. They tried to say that they only had one. That this is they had one match, and then that second match was the second time ever at WrestleMania. Yep. They literally when it tried was to the third one. Yeah, they really tried to erase this one because, you know, that 25-minute ref bump. Oh, yeah, that whole, yeah. <laughs> Where they fought outside and... Yeah. The ref didn't, died. Didn't Undertaker, like, powerbomb him off one of the scaffoldings or something? He uh, either powerbomb or chokeslammed him off the scaffolding. Something yeah. Like that. It may have been a chokeslam. I don't know if he was using the last ride yet. Or was he? Yeah, 2001, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, so he's he probably American was, It probably was the last ride, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is Biker Taker. Biker Taker, yeah. Which is funny because in WWE 2K22, Biker Taker is really higher than Dead Man Undertaker. No, that's crazy. I think it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Somebody else is uh, agreeing with me that Best Taker is Undertaker on the bike. <laughs> why do people give. Why... <sighs> Please forgive me for being naive about this, but why do people hate the Biker Taker gimmick? Because Undertaker should not have been anything but the Dead Man, kayfabe wise, and people hate Limb Biscuit to hate Limb Biscuit. Yep. Why do they hate Limp Biscuit? What did Limp Biscuit ever do to you? We say that, but then again, we have people on our uh, channel that say otherwise. Exactly. Right. Thank you for those two thousand. We, uh, we have a lot of people that say otherwise. Exactly, and thank you for the, getting uh, cash money no limit to a thousand. We appreciate it, y'all. Um. So Yo. that being said, let's uh. Move on then to we the have main the main event, event of Steve yeah. Austin versus The Rock. No disqualification for the WWF Championship. Oh, Chef's Kiss. This is such a good match. It is. Very good match. My only issue with this match is I wish the heel turn didn't happen. Or if the heel turn was going to happen, it I didn't want to have it happen at Mania. Like, if you want to turn Austin heel... Like, uh, it had especially after McMahon now. just... Even, even though, like... Cause, McMahon just got his ass kicked earlier in the night by Shane. You know, you figured, you know, that whole thing he would, you know, take a reprieve from it. But, but see, Austin, but that's the thing. Like to me, Austin didn't really need to turn heel to beat The Rock, as he's already beaten him before. He beat him at fifteen. Yeah, but you this know? was so, Rock on his upswing of superstardom. Yeah. So what? So so it was was it a situation of like he aligned himself with. <clears throat> 
the one person he wouldn't align himself with to make sure that he yeah. guaranteed. Like for me, like it would have made sense like Austin barely squeaking out the win, you know, and then it's like, okay, I gotta go to the dark side to make sure that that doesn't happen again because then I'm in jeopardy or whatever, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I thought the match was... Out of the three WrestleMania matches that they had, I think this one was the best one that they had. Um, but again, I, I, I wasn't a fan of the heel turn. Nobody was. That's why they sort of went back on it a couple of weeks after. No, Austin was still heel uh, because he, had, he ended up uh, becoming the leader of the Alliance um, later on. Um, how long did that last? Because I feel like you didn't say. Oh, the invasion angle. The what? Talking about the invasion angle between WCW and ECW. Um, let's see. How long did this all last? That wasn't until May. Yeah, it was. It was from. It was the, the hill turn lasted from WrestleMania. Uh, 17 up until uh, Survivor Series? Survivor Series? Yeah, because that's when they had they finally had the blow-off match. For the for control of the company or whatever. Yeah, but wasn't, uh, wasn't Austin already out of the Alliance by that point? No, he was on the side of the Alliance. Survivor Series, not Survivor the TV show. No, Survivor the TV series. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, Survivor Series 2001. After the championships, Angle Forgiven. Yeah, Team Alliance was Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Shane McMahon against Team WWF, which was The Rock, Chris Jericho, um, Undertaker, Kane, and Big Show. And Big Show, again, was the first one eliminated. Always has to be. Yeah. And The Rock was the sole survivor for Team uh, WWF. And then the next pay-per-view after that was Vengeance, in which Chris Jericho beat The Rock and Steve Austin in the same night to become undisputed WWF champion. Yep, and then he got overshadowed by Triple H. Yeah, because Triple H came back from injury, won the Royal Rumble. Used his power of being married to the boss's daughter. I can't say that because Triple H was WWE champion before he, him and Stephanie were dating. Like he was already he was already a WWE champion at, before him and that Stephanie we know of. That we know of. Triple but, H's first Triple H's first title win was August twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, um, on Monday Night Raw, uh, and then Vince beat him like twenty two days later, uh, and then vacated the title, and then Triple H picked it back up in a six pack challenge with the Big Show, British Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, and The Rock, with Austin as the 
special outside enforcer that was at Unforgiven 1999. You want him and Stephanie get together? Uh, look real quick. Allegedly get together. Allegedly get together. Uh, it says from yeah from from yeah from 1996 to 2000, Paul Levesque was in a relationship with fellow wrestler China. What began as an on-screen uh, storyline marriage in 2000 became a real-life romance. For Levesque began started dating Stephanie McMahon. And they were married on October 25th, 2003. So. Yeah. Didn't, didn't China claim that Triple H was cheating on her before? Yeah. Public? I, I mean, maybe. But, um, all right. Between these two, let's get the last pick in. Between these two. 17 or 24? Yeah, 24. Correct. Um, which one we were discussing <laughs> this one's difficult for me yeah it's difficult uh, for me too really yeah i'm gonna, i mean I'm, I'm always a big proprietor i think 17 is the best one that i've seen but going back and looking over the matches and stuff and uh, this one's difficult really it is it really is uh i mean if, if you have your pick go ahead and say it 17 okay I mean, there's only, in my opinion, two or three three bad matches overall on 17. And there's only three good matches on 24. Three good? Uh, no. Okay, so what What three? Would you say, what, the Money in the Bank match, Sean Flair and Orton Cena, Triple H? No, Undertaker, Edge. Undertaker? Okay, that's four right there. No, I don't think Randy Orton, John Cena, and Triple H was that great. Okay. I mean, it was, for what the, for what they were doing at that point, yeah, he was good. But I mean, like I said, Triple H was not in his best at that time. But Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, great storytelling, yeah, and the uh, Money in the Bank. But then you got Jericho, Regal, Kane, Raven, Big Show, Angle, Benoit, the the TLC two, Taker and H, and Austin versus Rock. Yeah, I said there was only three bad matches on this one. Yeah. Let me look at what do you say, Chip? Again. No, I mean, 24 had the ECW Battle Royal, JBL, Finley, Brawl, Money the Bank, Bautista. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with 17, too. All, All right. right. I, was leaning to, I, was, I was leaning toward 24, but now I was like, no. 17 is considered the greatest of all time for a reason, and I personally think it is the best WrestleMania of all time. I was just, but when you compare them side by side, it does become a little bit difficult because it's like, damn, how are you going to pick? But yeah, I, I'm going to go with 17. And I like 24 as overall WrestleMania, but I just like 17 better. All right, so we had uh, WrestleMania. Yep, we had WrestleMania 20 defeat WrestleMania 10. We had WrestleMania 19 defeat WrestleMania tw- uh, 2000. We had WrestleMania 21 defeat WrestleMania 23 and we had WrestleMania 17 defeat WrestleMania 24 leaving the final four to be uh, WrestleMania 20 against versus, 13 versus WrestleMania 19 WrestleMania 21 versus WrestleMania 17. Ugh. And this if you want to find me. out 
who wins those matchups, tune in next week right here on Movement Radio. Absolutely. It's going to be really good. Um, yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out? Or, yeah, anything y'all want to say before we get out here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Anything from you, Raj? Mm, no. Okay, cool. Um, so, shout out to Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Demon, and Sean Miller with Should I Watch That. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to everybody. 22,000 downloads. If we're not there already, we're close. No, nope, we're close there. Are we? We're there. Up. We're there. Yep. Thank you. For 22,000 downloads. Let's get it to 23,000. Uh, let's get it to 30,000. I think 30,000 is a nice round number for the, to, to, for, the, for the year. I know we're just in the month of March. Um, but yeah, let's push it all the way through to uh, uh, the end of the year. Let's get to 30,000. We, we really think you guys can do that for us, and we do appreciate it. Um, yeah, so this is going to be you – know, we're looking forward to next week, the Final Four, 20 versus 19, 21 versus 17. Um, uh, we might have – it might be a little bit more difficult than it than it should be, but you know we'll get to, through it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you right back here next week on another edition of We Talk Wrestling with You Got Edition. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, and once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.